friends in a movie. Two 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 friends in a movie. Big Man and Sixto. With Sixto and Nat. Big Man and Sixto. With Sixto and Nat. Another episode of Two Friends in the Movie with Stop. Matt and Sixto. Stop yelling. Stop yelling. But I'm so excited. But you're yelling right into my ear. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. Maybe maybe we need to pump up your excitement. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Two Friends in the Movie with Matt and Sixto. See, there you go. Don't make me lower my excitement to you. You reach me, buddy. <laughs> Shut up. Anyways. Welcome to Two Friends in a Movie, the podcast where Matt, who's That's over me. there. Here we're together in the same room. You know what I'm saying? It's it's post-COVID people. Well, it's not, but it's kind of like, <laughs> it's like going slowly going back to normal. So we're here, pantless. We're here. We have no pants. We're queer. Deal with it. Yeah. Is that, Is that how it goes? I think so. <laughs> I don't know what else rhymes with that. We're here, we're queer, deal with it. It just sounds like more attitude than protest. Yeah, what else would what else would go next to queer? We like it in pier? the rear? We like it in, <laughs> in the, the pier? <laughs> At the pier. <laughs> Anyways. And we're sincere. <laughs> yeah. Matt and I. That's me. Get together. We talk about movies because we love them. Blah, 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 blah. Here, let's talk about something I'm excited about, finally. Ooh, something you're excited about. It's a movie. I'm excited oh. about this movie. Well, first and foremost, we're doing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. The reason why I thought about this this morning, because the reason why is really because I was like, I've watched this already. And Matt was like, well, I guess I'll catch up to one of the three movies you watched. <laughs> yeah, I was a little behind. All right. Yeah. And then this is the one that he watched. But it is it just became available for screen for for. Streaming. With Paramount Plus, like like a month ago or something like that. So some people might be catching up to it. Maybe they haven't seen it. Maybe they need a little push to watch it or not. Listen. Yeah. Right off the top. Yeah. I got some spoilers for you. What's the spoiler? You ready? Yeah. Very little dragons, even less dungeons. <laughs> it's one dungeon and one dragon. Well, there's two <laughs> dragons, right? There's the big fat dragon. And then there's that dragon at the end, like they, she turns from like the statue into like a oh real yeah. So there's two dragons in one dungeon. And, one, and the first dungeon, like right up top of the movie, they're in a dungeon for like thirty seconds. <laughs> That's all the dungeons you see. But, but. So if you're looking for Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. While watching Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, you're gonna be disappointed. I don't think so. You will. Because I think Dungeon- I'm not saying the movie is disappointing. I'm just saying the, the, drag- the dragons and the dungeoning, the dungeoning and the dragoning. You ain't getting that. So I I think because I, so it's like if we saw Jay and Silent Bob, and Silent Bob was in the first thirty seconds, and you saw two shots of Jay, and everything else was something else. You'd be like, what the fuck? This is not Jay and Silent Bob. This is other people. This is other people. But I will say that, given that now. In this day and age, 
more people play D&D, more people know what D&D is. There's the cartoons, there's a lot of fucking podcasts and all of that shit. It is more akin to what the game is in the sense that in the game, you don't always fucking always go into a dungeon and you barely see a dragon. Because dragons are super fucking difficult to kill. So it's just like it's just like a dragon is like something that you get like at the end of a big adventure when you powered up enough. So what I'm saying is Maybe they mistitled this movie a little bit. No. What I'm saying, that's the name of the fucking game. Dungeons Maybe the and Dragons. Game is mis- 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 mistitled, since there's very little to do with Dungeons and Dragons. In any case, Dungeons and Dragons. A movie that came out in twenty twenty three. Yeah, thanks. Um about two hours and fifteen minutes. Exactly. Two hours and 14 minutes, exactly. Yes. And... You're getting the real dirt this week. (laughs) We're getting you down to the minute, son. And um, I thought it was great. All right. Well, let's let's push off Let me tone that down a a little bit. I don't think that it was great. But after what I think is that for watching it at home and probably in the movie theater, which I, I saw it in the movie theater, Watching it at home or in the movie theater, in the right mindset, it's it's just a great pastime. It's what a movie, an entertaining movie, is supposed to be. Entertaining. Uh, it's semi-entertaining. Oh, Matt. It, listen, listen Don't to me. Start. Hear me out. Okay. It's a very cliche hero movie. Any hero type movie is there's a group of people. And there's a leader. At the beginning of the movie, you see the group. They're doing well. Then time has passed. The group is separated. The first 45 minutes of the movie is getting everyone back together. They finally, after some disagreements, get back together. There's a common enemy. They have success. Then they hit some turmoil. They always almost break up. The leader (laughs) then comes in at the last moment to pull them back together. One of the guys in the group whose unlikely hero steps up at the very last minute when they need him. Yeah. The good guys win, the bad guys lose, and the movie. Right, but here, what I think it is, is a movie made in a Marvel movie era. So it kind of has to adhere to what this era of movie making... It doesn't. You could be your own thing. I mean, I know, but... this is well before Marvel movies. Like, this is the formula... To a hero movie, I guess this has but always I, uh, been a hero. But movie. I, I also what I, what I would say is, even though I'm not disagreeing with you at all, I just think that it doesn't need to be more than that. Well, that's a different story. It doesn't really need to be more than that, right? But that leaves it in a classroom me as just another one of those movies. Okay, okay. And, like it doesn't ring special. Like when I watched it, I was entertained. It was a fun movie. But it's not a movie I'm going to go right home about. It was like, all right, I saw it. That was fun for those two hours. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. now I wash my hands of it and move on. Yeah. There's nothing about it that stuck with me. There's nothing about it that's, like, unique or special or No, crazy. you're right. It so was... the, the, movie, the movie is carried entirely by the charm of the people in it. And we've, had, we've discussed this before in mm. some other movies. Is Chris Pine... Being charming as hell, and he's super charming. He is so super you just charming. you just watch him being charming. Is uh, uh, Michelle? Is that what's her name? Uh, Michelle Rodriguez being Michelle Rodriguez. I think she was the best part of this movie. You think so? I thought that I thought that she really was 
I think that what she was doing with who she is was just perfect. I think it was. Per- I think that's the one really unique thing of this is that they kind of switched the gender roles, where Chris Pine was more of the I'm fancy and special and good looking kind of way, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Michelle Rodriguez is like the brute, like <laughs> I'm just gonna come and beat the shit out of everybody. And also the other girl, because there's that girl that's a druid that the changed, yeah, the, the, the redhead changed into into animals and shit like that, and she also spent all of the time that she was on screen. She talked very little, and she just did shit. Mm-hmm. Like, hold on, I-, I got this. It turned into a fucking giant bear owl and kick everybody's fucking ass. Well, most of them just did. <laughs> Even the sorcerer guy, he would just, you know, come up with something. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that the two females in the movie, and it wasn't just woke. It's not just like, oh, it's woke because women's stronger. It was just well written in that you didn't, it didn't hit you over the head with that. It's just that the women were the ones that were taking care of fucking business. Yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it wasn't forced, I think, it was what you're trying to get. Right, like, right. it felt very natural. Right. Like, Michelle Rodriguez looked bigger than Chris Pine. Like, <laughs> Michelle she Rodriguez was just, probably is way bigger than like, Chris Like, you could Pine. see her arm. Like, she was jacked. Yeah. Um, And if I needed someone to fight, and I was looking at Chris Pine, I was looking at Michelle, I probably said Michelle. Uh, so it felt natural that they were the brutes. And it was it was that was a nice change of pace, I guess to say, was that they weren't so defined in their role as like, well, Chris Pine's the hero. He's the guy. He fights everybody. Michelle's the girl. She's going to be charming and seduce everybody like you didn't have to have those roles. No, no. And, And there was no need for any of it. So the story as it goes is that um Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez, together with um, uh, what's his name, the British dude, Hugh Grant, uh, Hugh Grant, who played who played the character Forge, um, they're in a thieving group together, and you know they will always steal from from the people that have way too much money, and they kind of get away with it because the people that have too much money don't really miss a little bit of money, mm. and and for those who don't know, like this takes part in like medieval times, like. Yeah, it's Dungeons and Dragons, right? Yeah, like, just in case yeah. you didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, you're right. I mean, you should, you should, you should explain that. And, and um, uh, Chris Pine stole. What? How's it go? They found uh, this lady comes up. There was a what was it called? The Red Wizard, the like red, a, like a Red Witch or whatever red it is, Red Wizard. And he's Chris Pine steals gold from the wizard. Right, and that um, happens. That happens apart, and right, and so what happens is that the wizard came back for his gold because that's marked, mm-hmm. and instead of killing him, killed his wife. Chris Pine wasn't there. Killed his wife, um, and, and then this kind of broke up the group. The, right, the group right. was because uh, Chris Pine and Michelle went to the dungeon. They got caught. Right, and so that's what I was going to say. The witch, a witch, comes over and tells Hugh Grant. I have something that I want stolen. You guys should come help me. And so Hugh Grant says to Chris Pine, who stopped stealing after that happened, there is something in there that can revive your wife because she got killed with a red arrow from a wizard and nothing can bring anybody back from a red arrow from a wizard except for the one fucking thing, the MacGuffin. (laughs) So if she died something else, there would be other ways to bring her back? 
I mean, I like if she had cancer, I, like oh, I, just come back. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know because they didn't show that part. Yeah, no. But, <laughs> but in this case, I think if you have cancer, they just give you a potion of anti-cancerous protonus, and then you come back. So they can heal cancer, but they can't fix a fucking wound from an arrow. It's a magic arrow, bro. It's magical. Anyways, anyways, the the. He convinces Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez to get back together, go steal the thing so he can get the thing to bring his wife back. When they're in, when they're stealing everything, the wizard, the, the witch that went with them throws something to stop motion everybody. The time stop. Like, so everyone involved in the spear that the this potion stop. reaches, right. they're frozen in time. Where so, everyone else around that, like the witch... Or people who are not stuck in the time stop can move around. Right. So, essentially, oh, and I forgot to say that Chris Pine has a daughter that now lives with him and is a little bit more grown up and lives with Michelle. They're all kind of friends. Yeah, it's like a happy little family. Right. And so, um, he's saying this is the last job he's going to pull because if he gets his mom, he, if he gets his wife back and she gets her mom back, then he doesn't have to do this anymore, but he doesn't tell the little girl. He just says, wait here. This is the last job I'm going to do. I'll be back. But he gets frozen in the sphere with Michelle Rodriguez. They go to jail. They escape. They go back to Hugh Grant to kind of be like, yeah, we out. We escaped. And I kind of need my magic shit so I can bring my wife back. And then it turns out that Hugh Grant betrayed big, bigger spoilers. He was spoilers. working with the Red yeah, Wizard right. the whole time. The whole time. Because he got fame and fortune. And she's using Hugh Grant to get control of the town. So she can turn the whole town into her, pretty much her slaves, like yeah, zombies walking zombies right. to do her bidding. Um, and that's the extent of the story. I mean, I, th- there's little things. They have little tasks they have to go on because that keeps the movie going. Because right. like, at one point they have to get a helmet and they have to go here and they have to go there. It's like a little checkpoint almost in the video game. Right, right. Where they're like, okay, we got to do this to get to that, this to get to that. Um The story, like we talked about in the beginning, like I mentioned, like it's a basic hero story yeah go, go get go get here's the challenge meet the challenge kill the bad guy kill the bad guy i think this movie uses its name well to its advantage i think if this movie wasn't called something famous already no one would have watched it oh no and i think this movie only works only because it's called Onions and Dragons. yes uh, that's what gets people attention. Right. So that's why they watch it. I really, I've never played the game. I've never listened to a podcast. I've never seen a cartoon. Uh, I know as bare minimum as you could know about. I know there's cards, and you play them, and they mean certain things. So there's I don't no know cards, bro. This isn't fucking Magic: The Gathering, no motherfucker. Cards? It's a book and dice. No. See, I know even less than I thought I knew. <laughs> I just like that I was indignant. <laughs> so if there are references to the game or something. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Completely I, over your I've head. I missed them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. to me, I don't know if that makes well, the movie better. If like it's more like inside baseball, you're like, oh, I get that because I know that. So I, I, I was wondering then because for me the movie was entertaining, but I got the the cherry on the top because I knew some of the things, mm-hmm. right? But for you, you were entertained. Which is the job of the movie. So I think that that proves that the movie does... Some, whoever wrote this movie did their job. Make a Marvel movie. 
Yes. Put, put put the fucking Dungeons and Dragons in it. To a certain extent. Right. Um. They kept it entertained, but I feel like they played it very safe. We're not going to really do anything crazy. We're not really going to go on any ledges. We're not going to really push the boundaries all that much. No. We have a framework. We want to stay within that framework. We'll do a little couple things here and there, but all in all, we're going to we're going to play it safe. I think that's I think that's fair to say. And I just and you're right that the movie is again, that's what the movie's super mega formulaic. I know we keep saying it, but it's true. And like I said, it just rides on charm. Is Chris Pine's charm? Is Michelle Rodriguez's charm? Is even fucking Hugh Grant's charm? Is that little girl's charm? The little girl that plays yeah. the daughter. Is everybody's charm above everything else? Yes. This movie this movie is action and charm. Like Right. The, the, the story's not all that great. The dialogue is not all that great. Right. But you get a couple of flashes of Chris Pine's smile. Right. You get Michelle Rodriguez beating the shit out of people. You right, get right, those right, little right. nuggets that keep you moving throughout the movie. And you, you, you do feel a little bit, especially uh, with the little girl angle. I think that was smart because um, that tugs in everyone's heartstrings. Like, she's a little girl. She lost her mother. She thinks her father betrayed her. Right. And now the person she loves, her uncle, is also betraying her. Right, because he's so, a big like, liar. Right. She so, becomes the heart of the movie. So you want to see these guys succeed for her sake. Right. And I, I also, now that you mentioned that, my first thoughts when I finished the movie was this girl's going to be fucked up forever. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, she can trust any man. She watched her... She didn't see her mom die, but she thought her mom had died. And then Michelle Rodriguez's character, also super mega spoilers, gets killed at the end by the witch that they're fighting. Mm-hmm. Because she the starts... The same way the, her mother died. Yeah, right. She starts the process of beco- make, making everybody a zombie, and then they come back and they beat the shit out of her. And... The same way that her mom died. And then Chris Pine, who has the thing to save his wife, uses it to save Michelle Rodriguez, which you could see 10 miles away. Oh, yeah, obviously. Or you can be like, oh, I didn't think they were going to kill her, so he had to bring her back. Either way would have worked, but, I mean, I guess it makes... It doesn't matter because there's no real weight, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, (laughs) and it was kind of... I didn't. I didn't really like that because, like, oh, you have the father of the daughter, Chris Pine, whose wife. The whole thing was about him bringing his wife back. Yeah. And Michelle Rodriguez is dead, and the little kid is upset, and he goes, "Well, little kid, do you want to bring back your mother or bring back your mother figure?" And she's just like, "I'll bring back Michelle." <laughs> like, there's no like thought there's no like emotional like yeah but I she, never, my mom. But I she never even met her i mean really. i understand right it's still your mother like, yeah but you don't know her. like listen listen there is there is her mom died she was like three months old and she spent most of her life until she was like 14 with michelle rodriguez as her mom figure i get it so in 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 the moment of truth where you're like well your real mom that you never met or the woman that you love as your mother that has been with you through all the tough and tough. I'm not saying she made the wrong choice. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, I think it should be a little more difficult. No, but I think no. I think I think no. That's, I disagree with you there. Okay. Because I, I, I don't think that she would have even thought about it. Because she's a fucking child. She's like Maybe. a 15 year old. I know, but the whole time, like, because she knew, not the whole time, but for the last hour of the movie or whatever, she knew that there was a possibility to bring her mother back. Yeah. 
So, like, you don't get, like, your hopes up, like, I'm finally going to meet my mom. This is amazing. Yeah. You get your hopes up until your mother figure is fucking dead. And, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like this should have been a little more. So, I mean, you have a problem with that. I think my bigger problem with this movie is more general and it's entirely through the movie. And it is rhythm. It's not exactly pacing. It's not a good pace. It's, but it's not exactly the pace. It's the rhythm. I, Matt and I, as you may or may not know, are both editors. Video editors. Video editors. So when I was watching the movie and I was trying to explain this to my cousin, because he was saying, what don't you like about this? And I said, it's just the rhythm is off. Mm-hmm. You, It needs to be like, cut that there. Cut it there. And, you know, when I'm editing, this is very this is very funny because you guys can see me, but I'm literally marking like if I was playing the guitar with my foot because <laughs> it, it has to be like you have to get me to the next shot. Get me to the me- next phase. Everything seems to be offbeat. Yeah, hanging around is a little bit too or long. Or offbeat is either too short or too. It's just offbeat, and that bothered me the most because I felt like, like it, it took me off balance for the movie, and it didn't let me enjoy it. I mean, and it made it less, less. Uh, what's the word? Uh, um, come, it's less fucking like middle of the road, I guess. Because you have an uncertain feeling of like something is off. And I'm sure everybody got that, even mm-hmm. if they're not aware of it. So I suppose that that's a little bit smart on that sense. But it really fucking bothered me. A lot. Yeah, I, it didn't bother me all that much. Um, I don't know, maybe in the theater. I watched it on my computer, you know, during the daylight while I was doing a couple other things. Right. So if you're paying your whole focus, maybe I, my focus wasn't... As focused as yours was, what yeah, you're yeah, watching yeah. in the big theater and the big screen, maybe knows a little more. Yeah. Um, By the way, and and uh, before you continue, this movie absolutely perfect for you to watch it in your computer. Yes. While you're doing whatever the fuck else. That's what this kind of movie is. It, it's a, it's a fun movie. For sure. Um, but I think that's all it is. Yeah. Again, it's just charm. <laughs> um, like I like we saw. There's not like. I'm trying to think about, like, scenes I loved or scenes I hated. And I guess the good and the bad is that they're all kind of middle of the pack. There's no scene that I was like, oh, that was amazing. So, but there's no scene I was like, this is terrible. So I I, uh, I liked the opening sequence with him telling the story and waiting for the bird guy mm-hmm. to show up. It's like, no, but when Dan was here, he would really get this. I like that they named the bird guy Jonathan. <laughs> Because then you're not picturing a bird guy. You're just picturing a regular guy coming in. So then when you see the bird, that that was a good that was a good, a good uh, gag. It's a good gag. And I love the whole thing that he's telling the story, but he keeps interrupting himself and it was very charming. Once again, it was. It's gonna be the magical word here. I like the Michelle Rodriguez exchange with her ex boyfriend, who happened to be so Michelle Rodriguez is, is a brute, so she's like enormous, but she's into really tiny Mm-hmm. little like elves kind of guys <laughs> that i didn't know if that was a gag or if that's like true to dungeons and dragons and i was just missing something no no that was just a gag but she has like a little little person fetish and it was weird because she missed like some little guy at the end of the movie where they're getting their pardon mm-hmm. and then she's like biting her lip and shit so it was hilarious i think at the end i really love the gag about them having, they have this helmet, this thing, this amulet, or this spell, and they can ask, they need to ask the people that died in this battle from 100 years ago where the helmet went Mm -hmm. so they can bring in people back from the dead just to ask them (laughs) the 
the they question. They only got five questions. They, no, they only had three. Is that what it is? No, it was five it's questions. five questions. Um, and like the, the first guy, he's like, is that okay? Are you sure? And he's like, all right, that's all your questions. And yeah, and then he's somebody else. <laughs> uh, and then the, the last guy, they only asked four questions to. So the guy never re-dies. Like he's just... Waiting in for his, the last like, question. Limbo, waiting for a last question. Because he was super so. annoying. And he's in the middle of nowhere in his <laughs> graveyard, and no one's coming by to ask him a question. <laughs> and he, he he was super annoying, and they were just done with him. Mm. But there were like there were some guys in the middle where they would be like, Do you know where the helm went? And he'd be like, Oh yeah, I had it in my hand. I got kicked by a horse and I dropped it, and that's how I died. He's like, Man, and then they're like, Hey, come on, man, don't leave me out here. So they also set that set that tone where they're like all right, favorite food, favorite color, favorite mm-hmm. thing. And then they just, like, ask the other four questions really quick, like, and the person dies. But with this one, he was like, you know, favorite food, I don't know. I kind of like, sometimes I like fish. And they were like, you know what, fuck you, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Moving> on. <laughs> I just left him out there. So that guy was really good. I really liked the 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 gag with, um, with Hugh Grant when he kind of, he kind of says that he betrayed them, mm-hmm. but they also they get captured again by magic, and he literally is like, "Are you serious? Like you're gonna fall for the same shit that you fell yeah. for the first time we captured you? Come on, man!" And I I think that um, uh, also I really like the gag where the druid goes into the castle to go see where everything is safe mm-hmm. because she can turn into different animals. Mm-hmm. So that was a fun little sequence of her trying to escape, you know, after she turns into a fly or whatever. Um, but, like you said, none of those are great scenes. They're just fun gags. Yeah, they're fun while you're watching the movie, but there's nothing you're going to quote to your friends. or nothing, like, in a month that they're really going to remember. No. Uh, but it was fun. I mean, Why I got to be fair. I saw this movie, like, two months ago. I still remember all those well, things. maybe you like a little more... I don't know. I just think I'm just trying you're, to say that it's, it's, fine. You, it's a little bit more rememberable. You, you memorable are your own person with your own <laughs> wrong opinions. Listen, I'm going to tell you something about you keep to keep saying that. What? My name is literally six toes, our highest grade in movies. Listen, literally my name. I know. I made that system up, though, <laughs> because you were mad that I was giving you two thumbs. Because you. So we had to change it up. Also, because you understand that I'm greatness. So stop telling me that I don't know good it, shit. It also fits in with the Matt and Six Toe theme. <laughs> Sometimes you're spot on. Sometimes. I'm great. You miss the mark. No. By a bit. No. Um, in any case. Any case. Um, that's that's Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I think we've wrapped it up pretty good. Yeah. Um. You don't need to know, like I've said before, you don't need to know much about Dungeons & Dragons to enjoy this movie. No. Um, one scene that I liked that you kind of left out was when they were fighting the big fat dragon. Uh, mm. it, was, it, was, it was a nice mixture of levity and action. Yeah. Because, like, you don't, when you see dragons, you don't usually see a big fat out of shape. <laughs> Dragon can't even run. Dragon, so like he was getting <laughs> stuck, and you know he couldn't move as well as he was falling down. Um, but they were still getting chased and almost died. Right. So I liked how they mixed uh, the comedy with the the action a bit. Um, that was fun. 
I think the most disappointing part of the movie for me was the ending, only because you knew how it's going to end. Yeah. But the problem with that is it has to end that way. Right. So it's it's a that's a tough line to walk because it has the heroes have to win. They have to kill the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, for the most part, you want the the group to be a whole because you've all fell in love with this group. You want them to to make it. So you kind of know how the movie's going to end. Um, so you have a lot of action and fun, and you're moving up like a like a roller coaster. You know, it's good, good, good. And then you kind of hit that dip, and then it's just the end. Yeah. Um, I would have liked maybe one or two more twists at the end. Like, you think she's going to die, or she's not. Or, like, the amulet doesn't work at first, so everyone's sad. And then it she just took up. five minutes to right, right, back up. Right, right. I would have liked another little twist at the end just to kind of be like, oh, wait, maybe I was wrong. Maybe that's not the end. <laughs> um so I think they kind of missed there, but overall it's a nice movie. So speaking, yeah, of a system where Zero Toes is a terrible, terrible movie, yeah, and Six Toes is an amazing movie, yeah. How many toes you given D and D? So I was the one that told you to watch this because I was curious how you were going to take it, a and b because I found it very enjoyable. It not very again. It's just it's just given all the shit that we've been watching lately. It was a very nice turn. It was it was entertaining mm-hmm. for the for the for the for the sake of being entertaining, which is not wrong. But it's not turn. It's not like you said. It's not breaking any ground. Mm-hmm. It's really right down the middle. It's not horrible. It's not fantastic. It's really a three, but Ooh. charm gets me to three and a half. Wow. It's only in the charm because. I, sincerely without all of the charm of this movie this movie would have been probably a zero oh true because there's the action scenes are fun but they're nothing crazy right um and if you put anybody else i mean i don't know anybody else but most people that you probably would have put in this movie it wouldn't have worked the way that the way um, um, that's kind of obvious the way that this one worked mm. because it needs these people it to was well put, cast yeah yeah yeah. it needs these people to be this movie right um, but Mr. Lamatina, yes, sir. Given that you have your own opinions, it's true that are wrong, that are strong. No, that That's are what you wrong. Meant strong. No, 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 wrong word. Strong. Not Um, where where are you on on a, on a six toe scale for this movie? I was on the fence between two and a half and three. I think I'm gonna hit two and a half toes on this one. Um, I think it's, like I said, it's a fun movie. It's not memorable. I think the ending let me down a bit, which knocks me down to two and a half. If the ending was a little better, I think I would have hit three. Um, but you go for this long ride, and then you're, the payoff, you're like, oh, that's 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 it. Right. Uh, so I was a little disappointed at the end. But it's a fun movie. If you like D&D, you'd probably like this even more. Mm-hmm. If you don't like D&D, you could still enjoy it, which I always like, and I appreciate that one movie could hit two levels. Yeah. Like, it's enjoyable for everybody, but if you're a big fan, you get the payoff. Like, right. you get all these extra things that these regular people won't get. Right, right, right. Uh, so I always I always appreciate when a movie could do that. 
Um, but I think two and a half is a good score for this movie because this is not like this is not an Oscar movie. Like, no, it's not. It's not, and you know, and it's not supposed to be an Oscar movie. No, it, it is literally something that you're gonna go eat some popcorn, watch a movie, and that's that. I was trying to look at uh, uh, um, what's it called, uh, Box Office Mojo, to see how much this movie cost and how much money it made, only because. It was supposed to be probably um, a the first of many movies, mm-hmm. but for some reason, somebody decided, hey, open this movie in the middle of two gigantic fucking movies and hope for the best. <laughs> and I don't think that it did as well as it would have. It has a worldwide uh, $208 million, which in today's standards is not a lot of fucking movie, uh, money. No, it, especially not, why, because it costs. Because this movie, I'm trying to find out how much it costs because this movie probably cost about $200 million. Yeah, probably close to that. And Once you include everyone's salary and all that yeah, nonsense. Yeah, so I I, I am quite, I'm, I think that the, the problem that they made or the mistake that they made was when they released it. Had they released this movie early in the year or later in the year? Mm-hmm. When movies are kind of dead, this movie would have fucking swept. Probably. You're probably right. Because it is, it has enough, again, the word is charm. It has enough charm to sweep if there's nothing good around it. Mm-hmm. Because it's not good enough to be good. But, like, you know, that perception changes, you know, once, yeah. depending on what is around it. I think they depended too much on their name, Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, this will get a lot of attention, but it's not getting more attention than Guardians of the Galaxy or something like that. No, and and I, I you know, it was like between Mario and something else, and it was just never going to survive mm-hmm. ever. Um, but having said that, I think it was. I think it's it's worth your time. Listen, especially with Paramount Plus. Like, yeah. if you have Paramount Plus and you have a bored evening in the middle of the summer, yeah. Uh, kids can watch it. It's not overly violent where your kids are going to be upset. There's not, a, I don't think there's any real sex. Like, there's no. There's a lot of innuendo, but there's no sex. There's no sex. It's not like they're seeing anything. Um, there's not a lot of cursing, if any, if I really remember. There's a lot of shits. Oh, the, shit. Ah, uh, shit. I mean, it's a PG-13 movie, so, it, you know, right, it's, right. it's in that. I think in PG-13 you can say four shits, and yeah. I think they use all four of them. <laughs> <laughs> if your kids are out of watching, you know, Disney Channel, you're probably safe to watch this. Right. Um, you can watch it together. It's fun. It's two hours, but it doesn't feel like two hours. Right. It and moves that... quickly. Um, they don't drag the scenes on too much. There's a lot of different scenery. If you like um, CGI, there's a lot of pans of the land that they're supposed to be in, of yeah. the castles, of the huge hills, the big fields. So uh, if your kids are you are into those type of things, there's a lot of beauty shots. Yeah, and it is really it is really made for that for the entertainment value in that sense mm-hmm. too. Uh, so I just searched and this. Cost about a hundred and fifty million dollars, and it made two hundred and eight worldwide. Not great. I mean, I take fifty million dollars. Yeah, but you're not a studio that spent a hundred and fifty million no, in a movie. And this is just theatric release. I'm sure they got a, a, a pretty penny to throw it on Paramount Plus. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm sure. 
I, I just I think that is it is a and I hope I hope more movies. I think this is the perfect way to have a movie, especially a movie like this. You put it in the theater for two months, boom, it's on streaming. While it's still kind of relevant, yeah. Although I have to say, you know, you say that, I think that that's kind of cra- fast, fast X. Those movies, we don't watch those movies. We don't care about those movies, and we kind of hate those movies. But they make a ton of fucking money. They make a ton of. I mean, that's why there's ten of them. That's why there's fucking ten of. It's actually eleven of them if you count the one with the rock and the other guy. Oh yeah, the spinoff one. Yeah. Yeah. So. Those move that movie came out in the movie theater for like two weeks, maybe for a month, and now it's on fucking streaming for you to pay. I don't know. I I we've been talking a lot lately in our, in 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 our later episodes past pandemic about how this business how the pandemic changed this business. Mm-hmm. It's weird, dude. It's weird because it costs so much money to to make a movie. Mm-hmm. It's weird that they're not willing to push to keep him in theaters. I think people are getting smart. It, it, it's times are different, and I think you have to keep up with that. And I think if one studio says, "You know what? I'm not doing it. I'm keeping my movie in the theaters," another studio <laughs> will, and then they will get knocked down, right? And then that's it. If it's successful, then they're already behind the eight ball. They're like, "Fuck! I'm Paramount Plus." But now Peacock is killing me because they put all these movies on. So people are leaving Paramount, going to Peacock, and now I'm behind the eight ball. So, I, I mean, you're right that they all have to do it together in order for that to work. Yeah. But I was thinking of when BHS came out. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm very acutely aware of it. Because he's very old. Shut up. But I remember when movies started coming out on, on BHS and it became a thing, how long movies would last like a year in the movie theater. They would be a long time. And then by the time you got to see it, you kind of forgot about it. Yeah. And it was such a good formula for them to make their money. And that's why BHS became such a powerful industry. And, you know, like like watching shit at home was because they took so long. The movie was so long in the movie theater that if you loved it, you saw it three times in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. To be fair, also, there were about 20 movies a year, maybe, if that many. Probably more like 10 yeah, maybe more like four. If huh. I'm being honest, if I'm being very honest, right, it'd be like four to five movies in a year. And then in the '80s, it became more like ten. But I just I think that there is a magic to waiting a little bit to get it in your hands and giving it a life where they can make their money back. I I disagree. But there's so much competition that nobody can do it. I, I that's why I think it's great. I love it. I love that it is. Prime Video and Paramount Plus and Peacock and Netflix and all these things is that they have to get it to me. Um, I want to see it. I don't want to see it in December because I'm not going to care about it in December. It came out two months ago. Mm-hmm. I saw the trailer. I got excited. I want to see it now. Especially, like you said, there's so much coming out that I'll just forget. Like, I don't. Like, if Dancing Dragons didn't come out on streaming. Now it came out in December. I don't think I would have cared. You wouldn't even remember that yeah. movie because he like, did so poorly. There's right? 50 other movies now that came out in between those that now I want to say. Right. Uh, so I think a movie like this, you have to hit it. But I don't think it's the same formula for every movie. I think right. if you have an amazing movie, 
You put it out in theaters. You do wait that time. You do drag people to the theaters. If this movie is worth it, we're not putting it out. You got to come get it. But I think a movie like this, yeah. It, if you're not going to see this movie in the first two months it came out, you're not going to see this movie. No, right. You're right. I, I, it's so weird because uh, we talked about uh, Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. That movie lasted a long time, quote unquote, but just a long time compared to how long movies last in the theater now. Yes. And he made so much fucking money. I think Top Maverick, Top Gun Maverick was a very unique situation. Right. Where right. first it was, it had such a cult filing going into it. Right. There was a lot of hype about it for years going to this point. And it was really the first blockbuster movie that came out post-pandemic where you could go to the theater and see it. But I mean, I don't understand. What what I'm saying is I don't understand why, and that's the point I'm trying to make, that the formula is not perfect. It's just if it's making money, keep it in the theaters kind of thing. But I think that was a unique situation. I think majority of movies wouldn't do that. And I think if Top Maverick came out this summer, I don't think it does as good as, as much as it does no, right, right, right. last year. Because right. people were just excited. Like, I want to get back. I haven't been in the movie theater in three years. They're finally open. I want to go out. Here's this blockbuster movie that everyone's going to enjoy. So I think it brought people out. But I, that same thing doesn't exist today. People have been going to the movies. Movies have been coming out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's as, as successful. I mean, may, maybe. I, I, I just, I think that there is, a, I'm, I'm a little upset about how they released this movie because that's why it didn't make money. Somebody in marketing is fucking up, is what I'm getting at. Speaking of, of Tom Cruise, oh, yeah, go ahead. I, just, I, was gonna, I disagree. I think, like I said, this movie, they had a date. People are going to go to the theaters to see this between this date and this date. After that, Let's make our money on streaming. Oh, no, 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 not, not that part. But the part was the date when they released it. I think oh, it yes. was. The, it I was think the, if this came out in January, this does a ton better. Yeah. Um, even even if it lasts the same amount of time, because mm-hmm. more people are going to go see it, see it in, in that. This is now the main movie. Right. This um, is now the third or fourth main movie. Speaking of Tom Cruise and releases, Tom Cruise is pissy pissy. He's be- always pissy pissy. Because uh, um, Mission Impossible 45 is coming out, right? Yes. And it's only lasting two weeks on IMAX because now, um, uh, uh, what's the guy that made the atomic bomb? He has like a German name. I don't know. Put me on the Eisenheimer, spot. Eisenheimer? Like is that his name? Eisenheimer? Guggenheimer? Ah, oh, fuck. I forgot. Guggenheim? That's, that's the. No, museum. that's the museum. <laughs> Anyways, the, the, last, the last movie from uh, Christopher Nolan is coming out. And okay. Tom Cruise is pissed because he says, you're only giving me two weeks to release my movie in IMAX. I need to have more time. And they're like, fuck you, Tom Cruise. But really, Tom Cruise is kind of pushing like, yo, I save movies. Yo, Tom, I'm, fuck I'm Tom the god of, I'm the god of movies. You can't fucking push back on me. Push back on him. Yeah, fuck you. His time should be finished. It's, While he's still fucking the man... Is beyond me. His <laughs> You're time done, Tom Cruise. Be finished. You're done, Tom Cruise. You're, You're a bitch. You were big in the 80s. Yeah. It's 2023. But he still looked like he's the 80s. <laughs> I know, but it's 40 years. Let's move on to somebody else. No, no, no. I think Someone else's turn. I think I think Mission Impossible deserves a little bit more time because it is it is a movie with a following, and he will sell tickets. Maybe. I mean, I can't imagine they pull it after two weeks 
if it's making money. But like, no, no, we've made enough. That's well, I mean, enough. but you, you make a contract, though. Like, the contract is... At I think some people may have an inkling after seeing some of the shots in the movie that maybe this isn't going to do so well. <laughs> That's what I see things it is. And we're going to put our, 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 our hopes in a different basket. <laughs> so if we've seen this movie, we've seen this movie... This one's better. And we're going with this one. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, that's enough. We, we've talked too much. Listen, thank you for stopping by. San Diego. Thank you for stopping by everybody. In San Diego. M- everywhere. Including San Diego. <laughs> and, God, I hate you so much sometimes. I'm, that's what I do. It's not even funny anymore. Just, I, you piss me off every time. It's music to me and old TV. <laughs> but since it's my podcast... I can keep doing it. Um, thank you for giving us your time and your ears. Thank you for subscribing everywhere. Thank you for sharing this, right? Should I say yeah, that? Yeah, share it, motherfuckers. Share the shit. Hey, 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 hey. Be nicer. Be nice. Share it, motherfucker. No. <laughs> that was a nicer tone. <laughs> share it. Hey, motherfucker. Share this shit. <laughs> and and thank you for listening to us because we, we really love talking to y'all. We do. This is our passion I guess. Yeah, I guess. So. I mean, this is a I mean, passion is together about anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. God, go fuck. out, enjoy it. It's raining outside. It's not a beautiful day in yeah, the neighborhood. We, we, you don't know what we're listening to this. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Love you. Just fucking cue the song. Bye. Two friends in a movie. 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 Two friends in the movie. Two friends in the movie. With Madison Sixter. With Sixter and Nat. With Madison Sixter. With Sixter and Nat. With Madison Sixter. Madison Sixter. Madison Sixter. Two friends in the movie. Two friends in the movie. Two friends in the movie.